Welcome to the best podcast available, Training Camp Edition. Here are your hosts, Jason Gibbs, Andrew Gribble, and Nick Shook. And we welcome you into Berea. I'm Jason Gibbs. He's the Z that stands for Zagura. Nick Shook. Gribble. Gribble, did you not have the hat on today? Did Looks not. like you got a little sun. Put a little and hood. it was overcast. A hood on for the rain. It did rain for a little it bit. It's coming down torrentially out there. Yeah. And this is the barge. So we got that going for us. Uh, and the Browns and Lions will play for that in a fourth preseason game. Yeehaw. Don't you dare say it's meaningless. Last I didn't say it. I didn't say it. There's Your always it. a big story. Will you, will you properly title the game, Gibbs? It's the Great Lakes Classic. Okay. DLC, brother. It's going to be classic. Otherwise known as the Battle of the Barge. Thank you. That's what I said. There. It's, it's, the ba- it's the barge, barge week. It is. Barge I took week. this off of the shelf, by the way, of one John Dorsey last night, who promptly came running out of his office to try to stop me. Really? Yeah. But how so do don't tell me this thing doesn't mean anything. Let me ask you a question. It means so much that there's two of these. There are two. Yeah, sorry to blow the cover. Yeah. <laughs> the Lions have a copy. Let me ask you a question, though. You take this out of his office. He comes running out after you. How, do you, how is it here, then? I imagine if the door says, I, I want this, I want this. I explained what I was doing. I said, I promise I will bring this back, but I need this as a prop for our broadcasts yesterday and today. So you just went in there, no not Not, not in his office. It, the, the shelf is just right outside, outside his office. Yeah. Okay. It's like a sitting area. Yeah, it's yeah. a sitting area. Yeah. Which, by the way, nice it, draft pictures. the shelf is above my head. So, like, to pull this down. No, listen, it listen. Is, it is not. It is not. You, you should have told me. Because I pulled it down first yesterday and then put it back up there for photos. I would have just left it. I would have brought it here myself. I grabbed Carmen. He's a it was a, it oh, was a sight to behold. Oh, I, I'd imagine. Dorsey making fun of both of us as My we word. were doing this. So uh, we're wrapping up training camp. We're wrapping up the preseason. Today, the final practice. Tomorrow, a little walkthrough. Thursday, preseason game number four. And then it all begins for real. So we wanted to come up with a few awards that we wanted to hand out to everybody, and why not a better place to do it than with this panel right here. With that being said, let's get things going. A little we, preface, though. We were promised emails before the show totally with promised. these awards. Received none. The emails nothing. never came. We received nothing. This is nothing. off the cuff. Part of that was me deciding last minute that I wasn't going to do that to get the natural reaction. Part of me was also running in 40 different places doing three other things. Quality spin zone. Totally. Yeah. Totally. No, no. Accountability. I am taking I just, made, full? just say, you know what? I'm in charge, and I made the decision. Deal Dependability, availability, accountability. accountability. Reliability? Reliability, but that's more dependability. He went with it's kind three. Of the, and, and then, then he, well, he forgot about, he forgot about availability. So then we got, we're at four. It's really three. I, I'm accountable. Yeah. Okay. Crickets. All right. I said, yeah. 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 Not, not. No, it wasn't a positive. They gave you nothing. It wasn't a positive. <laughs> I think you're great. Gribble's like, let's go. Let's go. With that being said, five o'clock deadline. Mo- mo- most outstanding rookie of camp. Gribbs, go. Uh, my vote uh, for the Maurice Bassett Award was Greedy Williams, so I'm sticking with Greedy Williams. He did not win the Maurice Bassett Award. That went to Mac Wilson. But I think the effort from basically start to finish to be mostly a first team cornerback and then uh, filling in now as a second team corner. It's commendable, especially on a roster like this. I get that there were big plays made elsewhere. He had an interception against Washington. 
I think he's been really good, as good as advertised. I, I, I go with Mac Wilson because of all the interceptions made, and the plays made, and also the the gradual development that went, you know, kind of from here and then shot up as we got through camp. Leveled off a little bit in the last week or so, but that's okay. Uh, I think he stands to make an impact for years to come. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mac Wilson as well, and I think Greedy it has been great. To your point, his second round pick, a lot of people thought a first round talent. Now Mac. Some would argue probably a second-round talent, third, first, late first, goes in the fifth round. So when you have a guy go in the fifth round who comes out and makes an immediate impact the way that he did the two pick sixes in the preseason opener, he had a stretch in camp where in the five times that he put on a Browns uniform, he had five interceptions, three of them were pick sixes. That's pretty ridiculous. I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that again in training camp, let alone from a rookie. So Mac Wilson, fluid athlete, they say. We've got to do some research, though. When will be the last time the Browns opened a season? with none of their draft picks in the starting lineup. Or will they? I, I don't know. It doesn't look like that. It might be a kicker. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about the 11 the, and 11. 11 okay. offense, 11 What When is the last time? Uh, a long time ago. <laughs> Probably before the team left. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Definitely. Uh, my vote goes to Taki Taki simply for the energy and the buzz he created his first few days that really got this team on edge right from the get-go. Instigator. I love Taki Taki, but you're ignoring one of the, the main abilities. Availability. He hasn't been around for a couple yeah. weeks. You're, totally sad. fine. And, and I get that, and I understand You're just saying, that. as a human. I, he came in. He became an instigator. I'm yeah. He brought the energy level up. Look at you. You're instigating right now. My vote. Yeah. Well done. I'm still thinking about Gribble's point, and I, my – Reaction now, perhaps it's 2008, the Bow Bell draft. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. might have been it. Because we didn't have, we didn't any, have any picks, any picks <laughs> in the first two <laughs> rounds. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. The newcomer award. This is not for the rookie. This is for the newcomer on the football team. Uh, Shook, what do you got, buddy? <sighs> this, you know, this is a tough one. I think you. Right now, you might give it to Eric Cush. I mean, this is a guy who was signed in the offseason as, as a name that not a lot of people knew, right? His offensive lineman. I'm just, ki- I'm just kidding. The newcomer award is definitely Sheldon Richardson. He's been a force up front on the defensive line uh, this entire camp. He's made a, a significant impact from day one, continues to do so. We saw what he did on Friday night in Tampa. And when you have all four of those guys on the line, Olivier Vernon also in the running for this title, uh, it's really hard to stop. And I think Sheldon is a major reason why. Zagura? You know, Odell Beckham Jr. is probably the answer that we all want to give, but if we're going on the training camp rules and he hasn't really participated as much, uh, he certainly had some memorable moments making a DB fall down on a simple hitch route that drew oohs and ahs from the crowd <laughs> and one-handed catches. He did a lot. So I, I think that he certainly could get it. Sheldon Richardson has been amazing, but I'll go since he took Sheldon. I'll go with his running buddy, Olivier Vernon, and we just saw what an animal he is. We, all the guys talk about his physicality, how strong he is. Team. I don't know what you're going to do. If you have five guys blocking R4, that means three are getting one-on-ones. You keep a guy in, there's still two guys getting one-on-ones. Olivia Vernon, we saw in Tampa, two yeah. sacks. Easy. Easy. Like butter. I mean, we could have two guys, three guys, I don't know, with double-digit sacks this year, but that front four is just ridiculous. And those two additions to Ogan, Joby, and Garrett, I think are a huge reason why. Gribble. I'm going with Richardson on this one because I think we went into this camp – thinking you would be better at defensive tackle, but it is like leaps and bounds better at that position. That one player has changed everything. I think the fact that he's starting has made the guys behind him better. I think Devereaux Lawrence, uh, Daniel Equale, even Trevon Coley, they're playing better. All of a sudden, you went from D-tackle being an area of some significant concern where you're looking at all these free agents, Gerald McCoy, Mike Daniels, 
And now all of a sudden it's it's an area of strength and it shows when you're generating pass rush up the middle how much of a difference it can make. I mean, Vernon has been really good, but I think you could get by if you slid Chris Smith over there as a full-time end, but there's really no replacing what Richardson's brought to the team. It's funny you mentioned those three defensive tackles and, and you, each of those names I think, oh, I'd be confident with him in there. Oh, I'd be confident with him in there. Him him as well. I mean, that's where we started way over here and we're way over here now at the position, which is great. And a big part of it is, as he said, it's because of Sheldon. Absolutely. And one thing that I observed was I thought was pretty cool on the sidelines down in Tampa is in the fourth quarter, you know, sometimes you'd think a veteran, a pro bowler is just going to check out and they stand there and they eat their sunflower seeds and hang out. He was all over those guys on the D-line and kind of cheering them on, but also telling them what they were doing was not acceptable and make a play. But I thought that to see that kind of engagement and that kind of leadership from him, I thought was very cool as well. All right, Zagura, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, Did you have one? Who's yours? Yeah, I just want a talkie-talkie in there to cause a stir. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll interject as we go. Yeah, all right, this. cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Pick and choose your battles. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, most improved player from last year to this year on this football team through camp. See, these are the ones that you want to have, like, you want to have some thoughts about. You want to be able to, to contemplate it. Yep, nope, not and, happening. And that is not happening here. Most improved player. So it has to be somebody that was here a year ago. I'll go with one. I right, go and hop in. I'm thinking. I think that I don't know if this necessarily qualifies. Maybe it's more of a two-year stretch, and he was very good last year before he got hurt. Uh, but he's really answered the bell in this camp, and that's Terrence Mitchell. Uh, you know, he he really got challenged early in camp when Greedy was inserted into the starting lineup, and he responded and has been all over the field and has been consistently effective at the opposite corner position, opposite Denzel Ward for this entire camp. No matter who he's played against, he's brought physicality, which you didn't necessarily expect from him, and he's he's talked plenty of trash, especially when they were going up against the Colts. He set the tone for them defensively, and he's matched it with his play on the field in every opportunity presented to him, and uh, I, I'm really confident in him going into this season. He's a stud. I actually thought he was pretty good last year, but you're right. I yeah. think he, he even seems better, and the competition from Greedy Williams has brought the best sounds. He told us the cream's going to rise to the top, and like a fine wine, he gets better with age, and so far it certainly looks true. I got one now. Jermaine Whitehead, he was on this roster late last year from where he was then, and you weren't even thinking about him being a guy you were talking about in your starting lineup to now. He's that big nickel uh, in the Steve Wilkes defense, which is going to feature that position. He's made plays. He's looked good. Missed a little bit of time recently, but I think Jermaine Whitehead, in terms of a guy that we weren't expecting much from, to now being a, a starter and I think a big part of this defense and what it can do, uh, I'm going to have to give him a little acknowledgement as well. Scribble. I'm going to go with Jermaine Whitehead too. Stole stole my answer. I mean, he he was claimed midway through the season and didn't even really play any defense at all. I mean, he's just now it's just a regular. He I, even when you go two safeties, I'm seeing him out there a lot. Yeah, and so that's 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 come a long way, and it's just a really good roster find that that Dorsey made midway through uh, last year. I want to add a bonus in. Devereaux Lawrence has played really well this camp, and considering he's played one career game, uh, he's he's made leaps and bounds so far. So hopefully he continues that. I would say Dontrell Hilliard as well. Ah, yeah, it's another good pick. And I was going to say, if I was thinking at superstar level, Nick Chubb, just the difference in his comfort in the passing game, his route running, his hands, he just looks like he's going to have a monster. And if we're going from last camp to this camp, I'll throw in Greg Robinson. Yeah, that's very fair. He was absent, really, through a lot of the last camp. Couldn't even really compete for the left tackle job. Now, Now he's your guy. Yeah. No. Now we'll have a little fun. Most entertaining coach not named Freddie Kitchens to watch and or listen to on the sidelines. Uh, anybody want to start? Uh, Feel free. I will, sure. I mean, I think Ryan Lindley would get probably is the right answer because he is 
they have so much fun, he and Baker, and you saw a little bit of that in building the Browns. But Mike Prefer put on a show in Indianapolis that I don't think the cameras caught or the mics caught, and it's probably for the best, <laughs> where he was not pleased. And it was one of those situations where – I saw it once in practice. Sheehy dropped a punt, and out of nowhere, he just turned around and basically let him know under no uncertain terms that if you can't catch the ball, you cannot play for us. And it was said with a little bit more uh, gusto than what I said. But on this sideline, whoo, boy, he was lit. He was not having it. He looked like he was cutting like Terry Funk cutting a wrestling promo for a barbed wire match, and he was ready for blood. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great Should comparison you want to follow there. That up? I, can I go with Freddie Kitchens? No, no, not named Freddie Kitchens. Freddy Kitchens. Oh, well, that's going to be a tough one then. James Campen is enjoyable to watch when they do their one-on-ones and he really gets in someone or he gets in someone for missing a block. He has this voice that, and we had him on, so you know, you guys have heard it as well. He's got this voice where if you talk to him face-to-face, you would, you would have a hard time imagining him getting really riled up and screaming. And there was a good clip of it on Building the Browns, too, when they were in Indy, where he just, like, let somebody have it in the middle of the game uh, after a touchdown. And Lindley, you know, pointed it out. Listen to Campy right now. This is great. He's like that practice a lot uh and it's enjoyable to sit back and kind of hear him get after guys when they need to be better than they are i've got two picks for this one one is joe witt at the back end of the the defensive backfield he's making corrections and talking after every single play and one of my favorite moments and this was not one of joe witt's favorite moments but when uh i think there was a play that came by his area and a guy just ran right by him and he just kind of drops his head like just in such frustration like it was just the the body language just showed how invested he was into it my close second is is jeff blasco the assistant offensive yeah, line coach right. he yeah. is like the muscle in that group right. like he every play fired up. he's fine he found someone that did something wrong and it's it you you hear him as much as you hear freddie on the field i would go stump mitchell fear the beard i watched a i watched a freckus break out and who got in the middle of that and ended up starting to shove players back and wanted to throw – dude was ready to throw down with guys in full gear. Well, And his beard is just – Stump Mitchell. Biblical. You don't want any part of that. Yeah. He's not afraid awesome. to let running backs know when they've messed up. Yo. Too. And you can hear him. I agree. Uh, all right. Next one is the moment of the preseason. Is there is, – what's the one moment from the preseason, from training camp, that stood out to you that you'll remember that you'll take away? I mean, outside of sitting in the middle of a cornfield in Indianapolis <laughs> and getting attacked by bugs in a, in a garage. Correct. Yeah. Uh, the obvious one's Damon Chee, he just had his punt return, right? I mean, it was at the end of a game that the Browns pretty much had in hand, and that was just a clincher. And it was also just the capper to his, you know, fantastic story and how he's gotten to this point. And whether or not he makes the team, I think his story is still set. I mean, I think it's a good enough movie or it's a good enough story for Hollywood. I mean, the, the script is there. And I think that was just the clincher to it. And it was a great moment. For me, I'm going to go to Indianapolis in that cornfield. I remember just talking with Freddie after uh, those joint practices, and he was so happy, and I hadn't seen him that happy after his, after the second day of joint practices. And I said, you know, why are you so happy? Is it because we you know, kind of whooped up on the Colts? He said, no, because we became a team today. And so that moment to me is when I really felt that things were galvanized. And I'll look back at that moment if this team achieves what we wanted it to, that that hard training camp, all those padded practices, those joint practices, that that was the moment when they're like, all right, we're ready. Now, that seems like eight years ago, and I can't believe we're still not to the regular season, but yeah. that was the moment for me when I was like, all right, these guys got it. I've got two close picks. One is the first drive against the Redskins Fun. when Baker and the offense marched down the field without even Odell and Jarvis, and you got to see a sneak peek of what they can do. And then last week in Tampa, the back-to-back plays where Miles and Vernon both could have sacked Jameis on the same play, 
and then followed up by Sheldon just blowing up the the line on the next play. I mean that that show just you're going to go uh, again. Granted, Tampa Bay's offensive line isn't exactly striking fear in anyone, but that's a starting offensive line that you just dominated in a back to back play stretch. And for this team to be really really good, that defense has to do that. And I think that it showed that it has that capability. The one that'll it was either Saturday or Sunday that first weekend in pads. The offense hadn't looked real crisp. And then they decided to go two minute at the end of the, unscripted. At the end of the practice, unscripted, and Baker went bang, bang, bang. Uh, I think it was Jarvis, Jarvis Odell, yeah. Jarvis, Jarvis, Jarvis. Touch, yeah. touchdown. Yeah. And I remember looking at Jim Donovan next to me, and he was like, "So that's what we're going to see this year." Uh, and yes. I said yes, and it was that Let's. aha moment that came together. So, all right, uh, offensive camp MVP, tough Nick one, gentlemen. Chubb. Yeah. Nick Chubb. Nick yeah. Beast. It's Nick Chubb. It's, that's consensus. Dominant. Wow. It's not glamorous, but he came in and, and was consistent, and he was available, and he was reliable. He was dependable. I mean, he was everything Freddie Kitchens wanted. You, you could ask him about any player on the team. He's probably not going to be more positive about anybody than Nick Chubb, and it's for good reason, and I, I'm excited to watch him play I, this year. I don't think Freddie went into this preseason thinking he was going to not play Nick Chubb in the second or third preseason game, but Chubb earned that. He basically showed his value, like, we can't put this guy out in the field. He loves Nick Chubb so much. He was like, I can't, I don't, I don't want to think about Nick Chubb. Because when we <laughs> asked him, I remember in the production meetings, we're like, you know, who's playing? He's like, this guy, I haven't decided. And he goes, I don't think I, I, I don't think I'm gonna let Nick Chubb out there. I just don't, I, he's played one series, I, and that's I, all you need to yeah, see him. That's yeah. it. And when he gave him the one carry on that series, we're all like, oh God, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, Nick Chubb. Draw for Gantt. Defensive cap MVP. I mean, Miles Garrett's been the most dominant player on the field every time he's been on the field. So I, I would say him. But if I were to go, you know, not Miles, not obvious, I think Money Mitch has had the best camp of anybody, which Nick should pointed out earlier. Yeah, you know, I want to I agree with that. And I've spent a lot of the camp on the defensive side of the ball just watching the front four. Um, you know, I, I want to give a lot of credit to Larry Ogunjobi for the way he's fit in with these new guys on the defensive line because he's the one guy that doesn't get talked about in this group. And Miles said it months ago that he expects Larry to join him at the Pro Bowl this year. And, and quite frankly, I think he's got the ability to do it. Yeah. And especially alongside these guys, I think he's making the most of his of his uh, situation here and, and should have a good season. It's it's Miles. He's been the MVP on this defense for the last two years. He's the best. He's one of the best defensive players in the league, and he mm-hmm. he didn't have to practice every day to show that. But when he turned it on, it just, you really did, couldn't stop him. We got the guys through the preseason. Bubble wrapped, not necessary. We got them through. Everybody's upright. Let's begin the 2019 Let's season. Let's go. Yes. For Andrew Gribble, for Nick Shook, for Nathan Zagura. Thank you for watching or listening to the podcast uh, all training camp long. We'll be back with you in the regular season. Some form of the BPA is coming back. We're working through those details. We look forward to having you on board. Make sure you get this podcast or any of our BPAs from training camp wherever you get your podcast or by logging on to clevelandbrowns.com. This has been the best podcast available.